Hi, this is Femi Shavery, and we are officially here. We are officially here. Week one of our emergency realignment detox. And before we get started, I would like for you guys to take a deep breath in, just a deep breath in. And release. Again, take a deep, deep breath in. And release. I want you guys to get present. I want you guys to sit in the knowing of a journey beginning that is going to transform how you see yourself going forward. This is going to be one of the most introspective, personal, deeply penetrating time of your year. Why is that? Because it's going to force you to sit in the truth of all that has been. It's going to force you to sit in the awareness of how you have extended yourself, how you have compromised or overcompensated, sacrificed yourself at the expense of, for many others, or at the expense of yourself, your own ego. And I want to be very clear. This is in no way going to be an easy, fast-paced journey. I mean, seven days is going to feel like seven years if you are not prepared for the depths of what this will entail. And I want you guys to know that it's okay to be frustrated at times. It's okay to be impatient at times. But one of the reasons why it's imperative, and I really, really, really pushed for you guys to do the prep work for week one, um, or for the duration of this particular detox is because I know how important it will be to have a foundation. And that foundation is created by the rules that you set in place for yourself. No one can tell you what your per personal principles are. I can't tell you what your non-negotiables are. I can't make a decision for you to choose you. I cannot cover your ears to the extra noise. I can't cover your eyes. I can't take away your phones to stop you from engaging. I cannot stop what you have control over. But that is why I did what I was led to do, which was help you in navigating your ground rules. Everything that I mentioned to you to do as far as an essential plan, an essential 
travel kit almost was because those are going to be the things that you're going to need in your arsenal kit to help you navigate through everything that we are going to be facing internally. This isn't about anybody else. This is about you. And we are about four weeks away from leaving this year behind. But what we will not be able to do is to erase what this year began, what it has initiated, and its permanence that will be left behind. We will carry much of this year with us for the rest of our lives. But how do you compartmentalize that? How do you decide what stays and what goes? One of the most important things that we had that we learned about ourselves was what we show up for. What we feel obligated to show up for. And what is necessary for us to do so. And along the way, for many of us, that was a very difficult, difficult, difficult decision to make because everything required every part of us. Even when you're struggling to keep it together for yourself. So here we are, week one of a four week journey that is going to absolutely transform how you see yourself, how you receive yourself and the boundaries that you put in place to protect you at all costs. You've sacrificed too much. You've given too much. You've lost too much. And you don't even know what that value even means. You can't sum up the cost of what has been sacrificed because there's no price to be given. For a lot of us, you're entering in this journey lost. You're entering into this journey very, very afraid, nervous, almost feeling incapable of actually pushing through. And I need you to know something. You're not alone. But after everything that you've gone through this year, after everything you've survived, and yes, I say survived because you are still here. You're listening to my voice. You are about to embark on a journey 
in anticipation of what's to come. You are here in a well enough mind to comprehend what is taking place. You are here with love around you, within you, and in reach. You are here able to say, you made it. 12 months of complete turmoil, 12 months of complete shifts, changes, transits, the unthinkable. And as much as I can say I've been prepared astrologically, as much as I try to prepare myself mentally, There was no arsenal deep enough with tools to help us comprehend or anticipate what this year would bring. But we're here. We made it. And so right now at this moment, We are embarking on a moment of stillness, presence, or in Ayurveda, it's called asana, which is physical stillness, right? We're tackling courage in a way that we haven't. And... We're on search for our inner truth, our sadhya in Ayurveda. We're about to embark on a study of self, a study of who we are, a study of what we want, a study of why we exist, and a study of what that all means. And understanding that is the key, will be the key to you understanding yourself. And so before we get on this journey... Before I give you details about this week's lesson, I want you guys to remember. No matter what it is that you see when you look at you in the mirror. The only thing that matters is that it's your truth. Because when you can look at yourself and really see you, you're able to tackle whatever that entails going forward. But when you have been living a lie and you have been pretending to be someone that you're not, could be because you don't want to feel ostracized, could be because You don't even know who you truly are. It could be because you don't like who you are. It could be because the insecurities are just so loud. But whatever that reason is, the reason you're not able to reach that pinnacle of inner truth and stillness and appreciation of self is because you have neglected you for so long. And that is probably One of the worst things anyone could ever do because then you give everyone permission to mold you into who they want you to be. 
and you give everyone the permission to say whatever they choose to say and create this illusion of who you are and you go along with it because again, you don't even recognize who you are when you see you. You see a mechanism of everything everyone else has painted. You see the truth of what everyone else thinks. You're afraid to walk in your authenticity because it doesn't fit into what is considered norm, but only you can decide what your norm is. There's been a lot of inner battles and this year has awakened a lot of inner demons. And as I stated last year in preparation for 2020, I said a lot of people will not make it through this. And I've said that throughout this year as well. A lot of people will not make it through this because a lot of people are so comfortable and content with living someone else's truth. And when you're not aligned with your own truth, you will be led in any which way. And that will be the death of you. And it doesn't just have to be a physical death. It's a mental, emotional, spiritual death. And that's sometimes worse than the physical dying because you really are yet living soulless. It's important that you know you're not alone. It's important that you know that you're supported. It's important that you know that you cannot prevent the inevitable, but what you can do is show up as yourself, no matter what, no matter how it looks, no matter how other people perceive it. If you are stepping into your truth, you can always evolve from that. But when you're living someone else's idea of who you are, what you believe and what you feel. You'll never evolve into the being that you were sent here destined to be. So I want to tell you guys, welcome. Welcome to the first week of your new identity. I always said no one will leave 2020 the way that they entered it. And unfortunately, there are so many people that are still trying to fight that reality. They really want the old norm back because it's just way too uncomfortable to be in this new space of discomfort. But guess what? The inevitable is here. The shifts have begun And the soil is more fertile than ever. So if you're going to plant seeds in that soil, let that soil fertilize the truth of who you are. Not not a manufactured piece. Okay? We're here. And it is time. Hopefully by now you've made your preparation. And if you're still working on it, that's fine. But remember the importance of it. 
If you're unfamiliar with what all the essentials are, please listen to the previous episodes where I detail all of this information. If you're wanting to know about the astrological aspects, I have an episode for that as well. This episode is truly for you, for me, for all of us as we navigate through this first week of emergency. This is going to be very beautiful. Welcome to week one. Grab your pens, grab your paper, grab your coffee, your tea, your water. And let's get into it. Okay, hey, 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 we are on week one. Okay, and this is our first week of Emerge NC, which is Emerge as in Emerging Within, in Internal, C as in I see you, you see me, and we are on this journey. We have begun. You guys are prepared, hopefully. You have your list, you have your playlist, you have your um, personal principles, you have your routine set up, you have your schedules, you have your meal preps, you have the foods that you're going to eat, which you're not going to eat. You have the social media disconnect in process. So make your last post if you need to, but, um, yeah, we're going to, we're not going to engage in those things because we're really going to tap in within ourselves. We're really going to put the focus on ourselves and we're really going to give ourselves this push that we definitely need. And we don't have anything to lose, but ourselves, right? So here we are on week one and the title that we are under for our first week is awareness and adherence. Adherence is the commitment to a belief, a place, a thing that is connected to something that you really truly value. It's, it's adhering to certain rules because of a religion. It's adhering to certain thought processes because of a cultural expectation. It is adhering to a routine that you feel solidifies your existence. Whatever you are adhering to, you must be aware of the why. And that is what is putting us at week one. Before we begin with anything else, this is the most pivotal thing aside from the essentials and the prep work because this is where you're able to see yourself for the truth of who you are, what you believe, and where you stand in the eye of self. Okay? So this is a week where I want you guys to think about everything that you have attached yourself to in 2020. Think about everything, write it out. Write out everything that you've allowed yourself to become a part of, whether that be protest, whether that be cultural identification, whether that be the political stance that you took, whether it be every post, go through every post 
that you may have written out or go through your text messages and think about the things that you've said and the comments that you've made or the reason you've engaged in certain conversations. Think about those things, write those things out. And then I want you to be very honest with yourself. I want you to be very honest with yourself. And this is the part that is going to be very uncomfortable because a lot of you are going to realize a lot of us, I'm going to say us because we're in this together. A lot of us are going to realize that so much of what we've attached ourselves to are things that we feel obligated to. We're, we're obligated. We feel obligated to take a stance a certain way. We take, we are obligated to um, have an opinion about certain things. You feel obligated to share your truth or share your perspective or share why something. You feel obligated to insert yourself in situations, circumstances, or conversations that are being had because that is how you feel you're valued or you feel like you bring so much of value that you just want to share it. But ask yourself, is that truly what you believe? What do you really believe about politics? What do you really believe about specifically a Democrat or a Republican? What are your thoughts about that? Your true thoughts? Why do you think that? Why do you identify as whatever you say you identify as? Now, remember, before you are able to answer these questions, you have to look at what you value morally. And that goes down to your personal principles as well. Write out what your morals are. What do you feel morally, ethically is your truth? How do you identify as a spirit operating in human form? And how does that coincide with the reality that you live? This is not going to be easy because it's going to make a lot of people realize that they've attached themselves subconsciously to things that they felt obligated to. An obligation is a very dangerous thing because you can allow yourself to become attached to the very things that you really, truly don't even identify with. But because you feel that is a requirement of your existence, you do so. To keep the peace, I will say I'm this. To keep the confusion down, I won't say anything. I will just allow things to unfold the way they do. To keep the peace, I will not say what I truly feel is right because I know that it's going to cause a discard within the family. It's going to cause a discard within my relationship. And I don't really feel like it. But at what cost are you not feeling like it? Because eventually what you don't realize is your life becomes a mirror to every time you kept your mouth closed. Now it's expected that you are this way, you are this person, even if that is not who you truly are. And you continue to live that life. You continue to live that life out. Then suddenly you no longer identify with the things that you claim are you authentically. And so it's a battle of self. We're in this space where I need you to really get serious about everything you've attached yourself to this year. 
all the way down to feeling like you need to dress a certain way. You need to culturally appear a certain way. You need to embrace a certain type of living. But why? I ask people often, especially when they come to me for any type of mentorship or any type of advice, I ask them, who are you? And I genuinely want to know who you are. And the first thing people say, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a girlfriend. I'm a uh, CEO, I have a nonprofit, I have an, I'm an entrepreneur, I have, it's like, and I'm still sitting here waiting on you to tell me who you are. And eventually they say, what do you mean? What, is this a trick question? <laughs> no, it's not. But a simple question like who you are instantly tells me who you are not, who you do not see yourself as. And that's a very dangerous thing because you're coming to me asking for advice in an area that you truly don't even know if you identify with because you don't even know if that's the truth of your authenticity. You don't know if that particular idea that you have allowed yourself to become is your truth. So how do you know that you really need advice in a certain area if you don't really know who you are in that particular situation? And I think about this year, right? I'm thinking about this entire year and everything that has happened from day one. I've, I've seen it, right? You've heard it. And, I, and the, one of the most beautiful things that I love about my life partner and I is that I'm myself. But even with me being myself, I have to take. I have to take observation of that every now and then to make sure I'm still being myself because sometimes you can constantly have disagreements or you can constantly have these conversations that cause you to feel like you're at odds with someone because you are always differing. You feel like your opinion is different, but that's the beauty of being authentic because when you are really walking in your truth, do you not know that you're not going to always meet a crowd of applause? But that's what you're respected for when you show up as yourself consistently, because that's expected. People are expecting for you to give your honest opinion and people really love that about you. And so they come to you for that. But when you find yourself giving answers based on what will be accepted or not, that's when you're failing yourself. And one of the most beautiful things that I learned about my connections this year is that I challenge myself to always stand up and be honest and be myself. And that is a beautiful thing. But even I had to ask myself this year, what do I really feel about politics? Like, honestly, what do I really feel about Black Lives Matter? What do I really feel about Civil rights, what do I really feel about systemic or systematic 
racism? What do I feel about sex? What do I feel about love? What do I really believe when it comes to money and financial freedom? What do I believe about entrepreneurship? What do I really, really feel about health and fitness? What do I really feel about spirituality? What do I really identify with? What do I really identify as? What do I feel about abortion? What do I really feel about women's rights? What do I really feel about interracial relationships? What do I feel about corporate America? What do I feel about education and college? And what do I feel about birthing children? What do I really feel about life and death? What do I feel about this pandemic? What do I really feel about wheatgrass? What do I really feel about eggs? What do I really feel about rap music or classical music? Or what do I really feel about adult coloring books? Like anything, anything. You, you don't understand how much of what you say you believe or think is not really what you really feel or, or think. It's it's you feeling like you need to fit into some box of, of approval or you need to kind of fall in line or you by default fall in line and you never say, some, say anything because you just don't want to buck the system. But, you know, that's who I am. I bucks the system because there is no system when it comes to you being yourself. I really believe that there I've been really, you know, uncomfortable with a lot of things that have happened as far as the glorification and the publicizing of your sexual life or, you know, there's some things I just never will speak about. I don't want to speak about it. It's not my business to, I don't want to share my business, my personal, there's some things that everyone thinks in society, everything is everyone's business, but who you sleep with and the money you make and the, um, investments that you may have that, you know, are your personal investments, your, your way of raising your children, or if you even want to have children or your political stance, none of those things are really for debate. Because those are your thoughts. Those are your stances. And if you understand why you feel the way you feel, that's it. There's no debate about it. There's no communication that you need to, you know, have about it. Who are you arguing those things with? And why is that important to you? And I tell people all the time, I need you to feel confident in your own choice and your choosing of that choice. Like you don't need my approval and telling me is not going to incite a debate because I'm not going to ever debate you on your beliefs. I'm never going to debate someone on their preferences in sexuality or their preferences when it comes to politics, because here's the truth. I have morals. I have ethics and I hold myself to a certain degree when it comes to those things. So I don't identify as anything when it comes to a label. How I choose 
politically or anything is if it aligns with what I morally feel. Period. Morals override titles. My ethics override cultural obligation. What do I feel about this for real? Yes, I know that I'm a black woman and I'm supposed to say I am Democrat and I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not Democrat. I'm not liberal. I'm not a a Republican. I am for people. And my morals say that people should have a right to exist in a world where they have everything they need to sustain that life until it's time for them to go. And knowing that means that if any of these choices that I have on a multiple choice question don't align with what I just stated my moral code is, then I don't choose anything on that box. Or I choose the thing that is closest to that, but I'm not compromising on my moral code to fit into a box. So I feel as though a lot of people this year felt they needed to choose out of obligation. And I understand that there's so much fire. There's so many things that have to be said and done. And and that's, that's, I get it. But what do you take away from those things that you've attached yourself to? Because whether you know it or not, there's a bit of your spirit being exchanged for something. And if you are exchanging your moral code for camaraderie, is it worth it? So this week, it's not just, I'm not speaking just politics. I mean, that's just an example, but I'm speaking about you as an entity, as a, as a individual, everything that you've attached yourself to, everything that you've allowed to get yourself upset about, everything that has triggered you, every debate that you've had on the internet with people that you can literally just block on the internet and they don't exist no more. Everything that you've extended your energy to. How much of your true self was present in those times? How much? How much of what you say you stand for represents your truth? How do you really feel about relationships? What do you really feel about companionship? Do you really believe in monogamy? Do you really love unconditionally? Do you even think it's real? What is your truth? What do you really feel about being natural? Hair wise. And do you really understand what natural means? Does it really make you feel like you belong? Does it really give you the confidence that you say you do? That you, that it does like, is it your truth? Do you really believe that meditation works? Do you really believe that prayer works? 
What is your relationship with God? Do you believe in God? Do you really think it's real? What do you believe about healing? What do you know about healing? How many things have you commented on this year that you really can admit you knew nothing about? You just accepted what was told at face value and had a comment about it. How many arguments did you get into where you can admit that you were wrong? How many arguments did you have that you backed down on because you felt like there was no way you would ever be understood? And are you okay with that? How confident are you in yourself, in your capabilities? Do you really have the confidence that you say you do? Do you really believe that it's possible to be as happy as you claim you are? Do you really have the love that you say you have in your life or do you even want it? Are you really fulfilled? Do you think that being fulfilled is really a accessible thing? Do you really believe in what you say you believe in? This is a week of awareness and adherence because you're going to need to sit in your truth. But you can't sit in your truth until you identify what that truth is. So the lesson of this week is for you to go within. Think about everything that has stirred you up, everything that has gotten you riled up, everything you've allowed yourself to have an opinion on and ask yourself if what you presented was your truth. What do you really believe about the things that you had so much to say about? How do you really sleep at night? Do you really like that food that that person made that you claim is your favorite? Do you really like that person's cooking? Do you trust their cooking? Where are some areas that you can improve on? This is about taking observation of yourself. And it's not about judgment. No one's judging you. Who's judging you? Who is judging you? This is you versus you. This is you sitting with your truth and being honest. And if you can't be honest with yourself between you and a piece of paper, then that right there sums up your life. You're more comfortable living the illusion because looking at the truth is way too difficult to do. But that is what really makes a person special when they can walk in their authenticity for real, not pretend to be so real. Being from the hood doesn't make you real. Being loud doesn't make you real. 
being rude doesn't make you honest. And being someone who is always having something to say doesn't make you intelligent or smart. You have to know that it is only something to be proud of when you truly are walking in your truth of self. I made a vow to myself a couple years ago, but really, really, I learned a lot about myself this year. I don't have patience to have conversations with people to try to convince them of another reality. I don't have time to argue about things that are only important to me. I don't want to debate people on common humanity. I, I don't care to. I really don't. I really don't have patience or a desire to. And I don't have compassion for people who know something, for instance, for the people who are, you know, no maskers. Oh, I don't have to wear masks. This isn't real. This is real. Then they get sick. And then it's like, oh my God, I wish I would have listened. And you know how some people are like, oh, I'm so sorry you had to learn that way. I, yeah, I don't have any compassion. I've been looking for it. It just, it hasn't been found or it's at it. It's never gonna, it's never gonna surface. I don't have compassion for that because to me, my truth, is I didn't have to be affected by this extremely dangerous situation that we're in for me to know that it was real because I'm watching the pain on other people's face. I'm feeling the turmoil. I'm seeing the deaths. I'm seeing the families. And even if it's one death, that's one death too many because that one death to a family of three is everything. People see numbers like, oh, it's just numbers, it's just numbers. And that's just so much of how life is. It's the more you see it, the more numb you become. But that's not my truth. My truth is I felt it before it happened to me. And when my family was affected by it, I felt it deeper. But I'd already been mourning. I'd already been grieving. So it was in another level. It didn't hit different for me. It still hurt the same. It was painful because I'd been feeling it. I, I don't need another death to say it hit different or it feels different. No, it doesn't. It hurts. How do you level pain? How do you, how do you, it hurts. And I realized I, I just don't have compassion for that. When people say things like, I don't wish this on my worst enemy. I, I don't have any enemies and if I do they're not significant enough for me to know them so it doesn't matter but I, I I can't say I don't wish this on I do wish this on people who feel as though they're so invincible to pain I, I want you to feel what everyone's feeling because only then will you understand the truth and you'll understand the dynamic and the impact of suffering. So I, I do. I, I, I don't ever say that anymore. I'll never say I don't wish this on my worst enemy because it's not the truth. I don't care if you're an enemy or not. I wish this on everyone who feels that they are invisible and somehow they are better than or they are less, you know, impacted by something that's affecting the entire world. That level of ignorance. I, yeah, no, I do wish you felt this. I, I do. And that's my truth. And 
That was the first time I, I was able this year to just say that. You know what? I'm fed up with it. I'm tired of it. I, I Yeah. When it comes to, you know, the violence and the killings, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't hit different when it happens to someone else or it happens to a family unrelated or it doesn't hit different when it's a a, a police officer that does it to us than it does when someone in my neighborhood does it. No, it doesn't hit different. And you know why it doesn't hit different? Because death is hurtful, pain. And no matter who did it, no matter what system it was under, it hurts. And, you know, I realize people's arguments are, well, the, the police are supposed to protect you and they're, pro- yeah, but I'm supposed to also feel safe in my neighborhood, right? I, I'm supposed to feel more protected by those that look like me, right? Like we've never trusted the police. We never thought that the police were our saviors. We didn't call the police when danger. We trusted our neighbors. We trusted our friends. We trusted the people in our neighborhood, but now they're the ones that's doing it too. It's like, you can't win for losing. So no, it doesn't hit different. It doesn't hit different. It still hurts. It still hurts because if you ask someone who's lost someone to the streets and then you ask someone who's lost someone to the police, you ask that parent or you ask that sister or you ask that sibling, or that child, how it feels, the pain, it's pain. The person isn't here anymore. It, it's not, it's not fair. It's injustice. And it's harder to get justice from the community of people that look like you because no one's going to speak out. No, no one's going to say anything. So that's painful. What do you really feel about that though? And I'm able to be honest with myself. I, I, I remember the moments of, of having to feel like I just can't say what I felt because if I say what I felt, people won't understand. But I don't care what you feel about what I'm saying. This is my truth. Pain is pain. It hurts. It, it makes me angry every time I see it. But everybody that I have lost that has been like a brother, cousin, friend to me has been at the hands of those that look like me. And and that makes me angry because I'm fighting for you, but then I don't trust you because you have hurt me. You've taken away over and over and over and over again from me. And I'm out here protesting for you. I'm out here fighting legislation for you. I'm out here fighting for your right to exist beyond the prison walls and the grave. And this is how I'm repaid. That is the truth of what so many people are feeling, but so many people won't say it because if I say it, then I'm not black or I'm not for my culture. I'm not for my community, but no, being for your community means holding your community accountable and yet still helping to nourish them out of that frame of thinking, that way of living. So you have to be honest with yourself. You have to tell yourself the ugly truths. You have to be willing to share the ugly truths with yourself. And when necessary, you share it, but you don't have to feel an obligation to share your truths because your life should be a mirror to your truth. You walk how you exist. And that's me. You don't have to ask what my moral codes are because my moral code is is evident in the way I carry myself. 
the way I love people, the way I love on souls, the way that I pour into people, the way I pour into souls. That's just my reality. And it doesn't change because the times do. But the way I pour out always adjusts. And so this week, take this week to literally sit down and think about all of the things you've gotten in an uproar about. What do you really feel about social media? What do you really feel? Another thing, I absolutely, absolutely love Kanye West. I have been a Kanye fan since polos, pink, and backpacks. You understand? I love Kanye West. And even when I don't agree with everything Kanye says, I love Kanye West because Kanye West has always been Kanye West. Always. And I've listened and I've studied and I've paid attention to this man way, way, way before he was a thing. And the one thing that's consistent about this man is he is always himself. And that is the beauty. And I find so much freedom in that. So much freedom that black doesn't mean monolithic. And if you're honest with yourself, you actually agree with a lot more than what he says than you're able to say because you're afraid of the backlash. But I don't care. I've always said this. Everyone who knows me, I was looking at pictures of me and I have a shirt from 2015 that says 2020 Kanye West for president. And that was when I was getting ready to go to the Yeezus concert. <laughs> I'm just saying. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter what people think. If you're honest with yourself, you are an eclectic soul that has eclectic ways of being and you're going to stand in your truth before you can align yourself with your divine ordainance in this world and your dharma and the way that you are set out to go. You have to be willing to stand in your truth with yourself. I don't have to go carry no flags telling the world I love Kanye like I just do. I love Michael Jackson. I still listen to R. Kelly. I think he's a genius when it comes to music. Doesn't change the fact that I don't agree with what he's done personal-wise. I, I, hey, let's call a spade a spade. If that's the case, anyone that I've ever loved, anyone that I've ever liked in the music industry, in the movie industry, hell, in my personal life, I would not like any of them because every one of them, everybody has done something that I feel morally I wouldn't have done. But it doesn't take away who they are in an essence. If I like you because of your musical talent, I love you because of your genius in that way, then personally, I don't even know you. I ain't never sat down with you. I've never had a personal conversation with you. All I know is what I have seen globally by what other people's perception is. You know human beings like you know human beings then you know to take what people say with a grain of salt because people only can understand, comprehend, or share what they are at a capacity to do so. I don't expect people to understand my moral compass because so many people's moral compass is non-existent. I don't do everything for a dollar. I'll never do anything I don't feel morally connected to for a dollar. Never have, never have I ever wanted to. I've always been in industries where a lot of people have done that and I've never done that. 
You know why? Because I've always had a moral code. I've always had that. I've always moved on my ethics. I've always never had to sleep my way through to get any position I've ever got. Never was that ever an option for me because I never presented myself that way. I've never engaged in anything that way. And I put a stop to anything that I felt was morally not okay with me. But you know why? Because again, that has to do with the way I was brought up. It also has to do with me identifying who I am as a very young girl at a very young age. I've always been what's considered a rebel in my family. And then later on, everyone started to kind of be that way, but I've always been me. And that's what this journey is about. Not judgment, not fearing that you're going to be judged if you're walking a certain way, if you're operating in a certain way. If some, It's not about that. I want you to be comfortable and confident in being yourself. But how can you be that if you don't even know what you believe or what you think? So this week, sit down with yourself. Write out what you really feel and think about the things that you've attached yourself to. What do you really feel about this relationship that you're in versus what you've allowed yourself to present? What do you really feel about that parent that you refuse to forgive? Or that relationship that you refuse to uh, reconnect with? Or that child that you have allowed yourself to become distant with? What do you really feel about the job and the management and the way that things are going? And does it matter enough for you to walk away? Are you able to see the value in being attached to these things? And if you're not, then why are you attached to it again? Do you really believe in God's will being done when you're too afraid to walk out there on faith? And are you really walking by faith? Or are you walking in ignorance because you just don't want to admit that you're wrong? What is it? There is a need to sit with the truth of you. And before you leave 2020, that is something that you must do. We love being distracted by everything other than our truth. Why are you so defensive? Why are you so angry? Did what that person say really hurt your feelings because you felt it was disrespectful or it really called you out? Do you disagree with what's being said because it's not presented to you in the way that your ego wants? Or do you really disagree because it's not what you feel morally ethically to your soul is the reason why you share your truth so that you can gain sympathy or you can gain or convert other people to believing in what you believe or do you really just share it so that people know that they're not alone what is the reason for you doing whatever it is that you do
Do you feel it is necessary for other people to share in your sentiments and your thoughts in order for you to engage in them? Why are you afraid to step outside of your norm? What is your norm? Is it your norm or is it the norm you were kind of gushed into by default? What is your norm? So this week we are shifting up our routine. We're shifting up what is normal for us. And we're beginning to be very honest with our truths. And this is definitely going to be a very powerful week for you because despite what's going to happen this week external the only thing you have control over is what's within your reach and so that is what you should focus on that's why it's important to distract yourself with you I don't need to go to what's happening in someone else's life why is it that we can focus so much on the drama and the gossip of external lives but when it comes to our personal life we just we need to get away from it You leave the drama of your own life to tap into the drama of someone else's life, someone that you don't even know. Why waste that type of energy? What is really the cause of that? Sit in your truth, be in your truth and operate out of authenticity no matter what. No matter what. This is your week to utilize everything that you've put in place for your betterment. You have your essentials. You have your personal mantras. And now you have your first week's assignment. And the things that you're writing out, you don't have to just write out the things that stir you up but that's important but also ask yourself the favorite scents that you have the thing the favorite fruits that you say you have do you really like that and why do you like it what is something that you've wanted to do but you haven't tried because you're afraid of what other people are going to say or what other people are going to think your energy is going to massively change this week because if you're applying the tools that in the essentials that I've given you along with the work that you're doing, be very mindful of what is going to be attracted to you. Watch how your frequency raises, watch how your taste buds change, watch how your sensitivity to external things shift. Watch. This is going to be a very powerful week and it's going to be a very powerful start to a four week journey. And you're not doing this alone. We're all in this together and we're going to get through this together because this is something that we need to do for 2020. It is time to face the hard truths. Everything that you've allowed yourself to connect to this year. Why? How many things did you say you wanted to do that you didn't do, that you didn't even stick to? I've heard, I've, I asked the person this week, they're like, oh my God, I cannot stop 
eating meat the holidays are coming up and then I asked what type of meat do you really have to have in your life what is it about meat that you just feel like you can't be without for four weeks and their answer is like I mean I'm black I eat chicken <laughs> as if I'm not black and I don't like chicken I'm like what like is it a medical need for you I can't go around my family and everyone's eating and I can't eat. Okay. So that's your reasoning? Okay. Cool. And then they emailed me back and was like, you didn't even, you didn't even argue with me. You didn't even tell me why I'm not going to argue with you. If you feel that you can't not eat chicken because you don't want the family to look at you crazy that's your prerogative I okay but as for me my journey my personal life's journey I'm gonna stick to what I know I need to do for me and then the family can deal with it I mean trust me I'm someone who went on a weight loss I went I lost I didn't go on a weight loss uh, journey I actually went through a, a massive detox where I did change everything about myself in 2012 2013 I, I lost over 70 pounds literally I had never gained that much weight in my life I was always a size six seven and then after high school after you know going through the deaths of my fa my father uh, dealing with uh, my then husband in prison it was just a lot of things going on and I emotionally was just very it, my body processed all of that pain and all of that anxiety and emotion whereas I was moving around I was doing what I needed to do but my body was absorbing that and I had to go through a massive I met with a nutritionist I literally changed my life and I did not eat certain things anymore and I still don't eat certain things anymore I don't you know and people yeah they looked at me like girl why are you gonna eat that you better start eating something you better and look and then you lose the weight and they looking at you like oh honey what did you do how did you do that help me uh, first of all, keep that same energy that you had when you were just laughing and talking and tell me how much I needed to eat and how much that's the white people stuff to be wanting to care about your weight and your health. Okay. Keep that same energy. But I helped them anyway, because, you know, that's who I am. But then still it's sticking to your truth. Even if I'm the only person doing it, I don't care because eventually everyone who needs to fall in line will. That's just what it is. So that's how you have to be. That's how you have to think. And then I get an email from the person like, okay, can you give me some meal prep ideas? Newsletter was coming out. I got all in. I got you, boo. But that's how you have to do. Like when you ask yourself why you can't do something, if the reason you can't do something is because of a perception or because of uh, approval from external factors, you got to understand that's a part of the problem I still love you though but yeah that's a part of the problem you gotta figure it out for you so yeah this is gonna be a very very interesting week and I'm very happy I'm very excited um I do know it's gonna be a challenge but pace yourself Pace yourself. Allow yourself to write things down as they come to you. Don't feel so much pressure to sit in one spot and write things out. I realize that people really feel it's a chore. This should not be a chore. It should be a part of your life. 
it's just a part of your life walking in your truth and it is going to feel like a chore in the beginning because you're not used to walking in your truth you're you're not used to it you're used to going with the flow of whatever's happening but then you don't realize how much of yourself is being lost in the matrix you just don't so take this time to get to know you. I believe in you. I love you guys. I know you're going to be great. I know you're going to do everything that you're needing to do to succeed at this. We have four weeks of intense inner shifts, and this is beautiful because it is detoxing. Remember, a successful detox is more than just weight. It is not about just what you eat. It's about what you purge out, what you allow in what you do mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that plays a huge part for the detox and reset to be successful. It's not just about not eating one thing. If you're not eating one thing, it's fine, take the meat away, but you're eating all the bread and you're not, you're still not moving your body and you're still not processing what's happening, then you are still in the same position. You've just went from one um, thing that is hurting you to another. Neglect. Abandonment, the very things you're afraid of or the things that you're doing to yourself. And yeah, no, we're not going to, we're going to stop that. Okay. So I love your freaking soul. I want you guys to be gentle with yourself. Allow yourself to process. Remember, if you're needing a refresher of what you need when it comes to essentials, please listen to the previous episodes where I discuss the essentials that you're going to need for this particular journey to self okay this is very very important it's important to have a routine it's important to have a foundation because only then will you be able to process effectively okay so we're on week one this is the beginning to an incredible process okay i love you guys i'm here if you need me please reach out to me you can email me Um, I'm still going through a lot of your emails. I will be responding to everyone by the end of this week. And, um, yeah, so I love you guys. I love your freaking souls until our next week's topic. I love your freaking souls. Bye.